they want a relationship with us. They want us to be supportive. They want us to connect with them, but we're the adult in the relationship. So we're kind of the one that needs to lead the way. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Hello, my friend. I hope that you are having a great day. And I am so excited for you to learn from today's expert. It is Heather Frazier. She helps you navigate your relationship with teenagers. Oh my gosh, who doesn't need help navigating their relationship with teenagers? And always, if you don't have a teenager, this will help you navigate a relationship with a friend or a family member or whoever that you might be struggling in relationship with right now. Heather is going to give you tips and tricks on how to connect with your teen when you are going through something hard and carrying and a heavy emotional weight yourself, and then how you can support your teenager or your child as you are doing that alongside them. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Heather Frazier. Okay, friends, I am so excited to introduce you to Heather Frazier. Hey, Heather. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I am super excited to be here to talk about all the exciting things. Yeah. (laughs) All the ins and outs of navigating teenagers and connecting back to them and all the joys, man. Convoluted and wild and fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny to me because we have three teenagers, just I think, you know, 13, 15, one just turned 15 and 16. And so it's like when I tell people that they're like, oh gosh. (laughs) And I have loved this stage. Like, I think there's some really fun things about teenagers And so far, fingers crossed, our kids are like really good, although we are very open about parameters and realizing we have zero control over their life. So maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many factors that go into it to compute that I don't think any relationship can be duplicated. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're all unique. We're all in unique situations, just doing the best we can. Yeah. Okay. So before we dive into some ways that you can, some suggestions you have to help us support our teenagers, especially when going through something hard, I would love for you to introduce yourself just a little bit, like personally who you are. Yeah. I mean, I can go with the boring stuff. Like I have four kids. I'm married. I Right? Like yeah, all of those normal things. I love relationships. Okay. Mm. Full disclosure. This is information that I don't commonly share. I love the Bachelor franchise. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought like that that was kind of shameful. But certain shows, just the interpersonal workings of relationships fascinate me. And finally, I'm like, okay, that's why I like this show because it Mm -hmm. is vast and varied in all the different personalities, how they interact with one another. So yeah, so that's a a random fact (laughs) I, I love that you people. just, <laughs> I love that you put that out there. It makes yeah. me love you even more. <laughs> it's so trashy, but also fascinating. It is fascinating. And reality TV in general, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get into the real housewives. They're just too no. catty. Yeah. But romantic relationships, I actually, because I coach on parenting, a lot of times I coach marriage. Yes. 
Because the two go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. I market and look for parents of teens, but oftentimes other relationships sneak into the mix, which is fun. Because if we're doing yeah. something in one relationship, we're doing it in others. And yeah, I don't know. it all and, impacts and works together. Yeah. Well, and your marriage impacts your children mm-hmm. or how you're handling your divorce or whatever is going on with you. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of me, I guess. Awesome. I love that you say the boring stuff. And I'm like, no, that's the thick of stuff. Like that's the real day-to-day stuff, parenting, being a wife, like all of that. Okay. And now how and why and what do you do? Tell us about where you started doing what you do and why you do it. And then, yeah. And in that, we'll find out what you do. (laughs) Yeah. So I coach parents of teens. It all began when my oldest, who this weekend just graduated from college, which is crazy that I have a 22-year-old and a college graduate as a child. My youngest is going to be 13 soon this summer, and then two kids in between. And it just is wild because I always felt like I was a really good mom when I had little kids. I would do the play dates and I would read them stories. and like I knew that I was doing such a killer job. And then my oldest started puberty and my confidence was shattered, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Like my sweet, sweet child turned nasty and I swear she delighted in making me cry and everything I did was wrong. Like it just was a hot mess. And then my son is just uh, less than three years behind her and he and I started having rows all the time and it just was ugly. And another fun fact, okay, don't tell anybody this. <laughs> Little kids are cute and stuff, but they're not really my jam. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, yep. I loved my babies. I love my nieces and nephews. Like, I'm not a baby snatcher. If somebody has a baby around me, they can keep it. Like, I don't want to yep. hold your baby. So I had always looked forward to the teen years. So I'm like, we can have fun conversations. We can travel. There's no nap time or diaper bag. Like, nobody tying us down. We can just go have a wild time and be in bed by nine. But it sucked. <laughs> like, it sucked so bad. I didn't like being around my kids. I knew they didn't like being around me. They were pretty blunt about that. And I realized that something had to change. And I had been trying to change them, like prove to them how amazing I am and how f- much fun we can have. And they wanted no part of it. And so I realized I just had to change myself. Mm. And so... I looked inward to all the things that I was contributing to our issues and slowly but surely changed all of those things. And then I certified at the life coach school. I've done um, advanced training in faith-based coaching, and I'm just finishing up a trauma certification because, you know, those things happen in families. And yeah, I have a podcast, Pivot Parenting as well, where I talk about the specifics of parenting teens, how you swivel from little children into bigger children because it is definitely different. Like I said, I was crushing it with littles and then teens just were terrible until I figured it out, but I did figure it out. So I've got a digital course, a podcast. I work one-on-one with clients and then I'm hoping to publish two books this year, actually. Amazing. So happy for you. Yeah. All the and I, I love how you know, different people I talk to, and you're an example of this as well. We take something that was our struggle or our pain point, and we educate ourselves and we learn and we grow. And then it's like, okay, I have all this great information. I have all these tools. I need to go share them with somebody else. 
Yeah, because I don't know if you're anything like me, but other people were the ones that gave me the information to heal and to change. Mm -hmm. And so I felt very called to do that for other parents because then my kids would have their friends over and their friends would complain about their parents. And I'm like, oh, they just need to know the secrets. Yeah. (laughs) There are certain (laughs) things here that they need to know so that their kids are like, yeah, my mom's cool, you know, (laughs) instead of not doing that. Yeah. And I think kids have a desire to say their mom's cool or their dad's cool. Like I think it's in there and we just write it off as they all are just negative all the time. But I think then when they get outside their home and they're not around us, we want them to say that. Like I think, and I think they have a desire to not yeah. just bash us. Yeah, I agree. And they want a relationship with us. They want us yes. to be supportive. They want us to connect with them, but we're the adult in the relationship. So we're kind of the one that needs to lead the way. That's not their responsibility because their brains aren't developed yet. <laughs> yeah. But ours are, so we should use them to help our kids and give them the best chance of confiding in us and trusting us and asking for our advice and whatever. I remember when our daughter may have been about a year into college, she came home and was asking us advice, which we never thought we would see the day because she's pretty independent and definitely way smarter than us. So it was shocking. My husband and I were like, wow, look at that. (laughs) We thought the day would never come. And it was really exciting that all of that hard work had come full circle that she could trust us enough to stick us out. Beautiful. What a gift, like a blessing to have that type of relationship. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So the people I work with are generally experiencing some sort of crisis in their relationship, which you know, because we've chatted on your podcast before. And they're one of the major concerns that people come to me with is, well, what about my teens? And often they are teens. Sometimes they're younger. And a lot of this information works for youngers, but we want to focus today on some of those teens who it can be a devastating time of life to have to process your parents going through something hard, whether they stay together or get divorced, like you still see that and sense that. And so I would love to have you share a couple of things that come to mind when you are like, here are some starting points for you to support your teens, connect to your teen, whatever feels right for you, whatever like comes out when I say that, like what is a starting point for parents to make that connection? The perfect starting point is to recognize the lie that we all buy into that we have to protect our children from harm. Ooh. Because when we have decided to get a divorce, I don't think, first off, I don't think anybody goes into marriage thinking, eh, I'll just get divorced if it doesn't work. Yep. And nobody goes into a divorce thinking, meh, I guess not, right? Everybody contemplates a divorce with the utmost anxiety over what is the best for everyone in the family. And so it's not a decision that I think anybody takes lightly or flippantly. And so if you are at a crossroads of what you want to do in your relationship, whether it's staying or going, but you're having a crisis, a lot of times we feel a lot of guilt and pressure to protect our kids from any collateral damage or direct damage. And yeah, like it's not like we're going to give our two-year-old car keys or we're going to let our 12-year-old drink at the house or whatever, right? Like we Mm want to do things that protect our kids for sure. We're not going to throw caution to the wind. But 
even when we, you know, have all the safety measures in all the different areas of life, bad things happen. And when we're stressed over the lie that that's not supposed to happen to our kid, then it actually, if you can zoom out and see what that does to your headspace and then how you show up from that headspace, usually either we just roll over and give up or we get real micromanagey and freak out and right and want to control all the things and we're in everybody's business and we're running around like a wild person and super dysregulated, super scattered, also not as helpful. Mm -hmm. But when we're like, yeah, so my kid's going to need some therapy. And that's cool because most people do. And we're going to work this out. And I'm just going to love my kid. I'm going to keep open conversations. I'm going to answer questions in an age-appropriate fashion, an information-appropriate fashion. And we're going to work through this together. I'm going to model for them how it is to navigate struggle rather than try to protect them from experiencing because they will. Yeah. Right? That's inevitable. And wasting time thinking that you can prevent that is like the least best use of your time. I love that. Because I think we do, we feel this need to cover up or to, mm-hmm. you know, not show them everything that's going on, put on a happy face and just smile through it. And the truth is our kids know something's off. Like they can sense that. And often then they internalize that. That's one of the things I found is then the kid thinks, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I need to be perfect. I can't have feelings or emotions right now. Mom and dad are already in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really terrible for them because Mm -hmm. then they're learning how to bottle everything up. And then when they're in relationships, right? Like it's just this vicious cycle. So I think being really open and getting them the help that they need, if they are open to speaking to a professional, getting them tools, whatever that looks like on a case-by-case basis. But yeah, yeah, trauma's meant to happen in life, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's the thing that I always remind parents of is your kid is going to go through something hard when they're an adult and no longer in your home. And if you can help them understand that it's okay to have feelings and give them tools to learn how to work through these feelings at this age, it's a gift and it's hard, but they're going to go through something. So you might as well start helping them learn how to do that now in a safe space. Yeah. And verbalizing, yes, I am upset. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with you. You're not contributing to the struggle and it's not your problem to solve, right? Like I'm wanting to be upset because of what's going on. And when I'm done being upset, then I'll not be upset. And you don't need to walk on eggshells. You don't need to do whatever. But we can sit and watch The Bachelor together if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Like that might be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And finding those moments to connect on things that you can during that time. Because sometimes it's overwhelming to do anything big. But sitting down to watch a show is like the perfect way to create some normalcy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So to me, that's the main first place to start is if you're all scrambly and crazy making or completely checked out because you're trying to prevent something that's not preventable, start Mm -hmm. there. Okay. I love that. One of the things you said in here was about micromanaging. And I wrote that down because I think that's a tendency not only in the thick of it, but also as a, if you're leading into co-parenting of trying to control or to like take over all the things. And do you have any tips on how to navigate that, the micromanaging? 
Yeah, that's a pretty solid sign that your nervous system's dysregulated. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is you're probably in flight or fight. And so recognizing that you're dysregulated and then just taking the steps to regulate your nervous system sometimes okay. is really actually helpful just to make everything about us. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> but when you're trying to micromanage, really turning inward and look at what's going on in your own headspace. What am I afraid of here? What am I trying to prevent? And then going from there. Those are some pretty good questions to ask. And then how can I regulate? I'm safe. Like we've got tapping, we've got breathing, we've got yoga and meditation. Like there are a lot of different ways that you can bring your nervous system back into regulation. And so just understanding kind of what's going on in your headspace, if you can get to that level of awareness and just taking a deep breath, recognizing it's going to be okay. Yeah. I've had numerous cases as a parent where I react to something and recognize 100%. It's just my own headspace that I'm in. Like this wasn't that big of a deal. And I found, you know, after I've connected back to myself and understand what's going on, if I go talk to my daughter, to Penny, and be like, listen, I am so sorry. This was not about this little thing. Like, it was about me and the things that I'm feeling. I've got big feelings going on or whatever, that it really makes a safe place between us and connects us back together. And so I think, like, these moments are going to happen, but also we can be aware of them and go back and apologize. We can also take steps to prevent them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that you and your listeners have had experiences where you hear somebody articulate something for the first time and you're like, wow, yes, I do that. I thought that I was a little bit crazy or something was wrong with me. And you're describing exactly what happens inside of me and you feel so much better. Yes. We can do that for our kids, just like how you described, right? Like, I'm sorry, I made it about you and I snapped at you and really, I just am not in a good space right now. That's on me. You didn't do anything wrong. And then our kids are like, oh yeah, I sometimes do that too. And my mom just showed me how I can apologize and how I can be more aware and change it, which is amazing. I love that. It's such a powerful tool in any relationship. I think it's extra powerful when working with kids and teens. Yeah. Okay. If you have one more little piece of advice or like a next step after this that you might suggest to parents of teens who are going through this, what would the one more be? Okay. It's one of my favorite phrases and that's okay. Because I, is it Brene Brown? Who is it? This says when you fight against reality, you lose, but only a hundred percent of the time. It's probably Brene. That sounds very Brene. Yeah. I can't remember who coined it. Not me, but it's true. And when we think I shouldn't be experiencing this, my kids shouldn't be experiencing this, this isn't okay, something has gone wrong, it's like an unnecessary layer of suffering on top of everything, which just Mm. feels extra icky. And then we start blaming people and then we have a lot of shame and like it just kind of spirals out of control. So if we can stop that downhill slide and like this person is choosing to do things that don't make sense to me and that's okay. Yeah. I'm hurting right now. My kid's in therapy and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you're happy about it or that you like it. It doesn't mean that you would choose it, but it does mean that it's okay. 
because it's happening either way. And so when we can accept that it's happening, then that frees up so much more of our bandwidth emotionally, mentally, time-wise to be able to be constructive instead of not thinking it's okay, which leads down the path of destruction. So, and that's okay. And the, and now, like, now what? Right? Yeah. I need to find a therapist or a coach. I need to get more sleep. I need to drink more water. I need to just go move my body. I need to do whatever feels good. I need to talk to my kid about this because I can see they're completely shutting down or whatever. Because it's okay. It's happening. And so now what? I love that. And even as you said that, I felt like my own body relaxed. And I think there's power in that. When we have like a phrase we can go back to and say, and that's okay. It like releases that. And it's such a simple thing, but it's powerful. Well, because our nervous systems are always at work. And when we can consciously speak to them and say, it's okay. Like, is it my favorite? No. Would I ever have chosen this? No. But it's okay. Here we are. It's okay. And so you know, let's, let's go to bed early tonight or whatever it is. I love that. And I love that you point out just taking the next right step, like whatever that simple thing is, because I think we get so overwhelmed and think we have to do all of these big things. And then I tell the women I coach all the time, like pick one small thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I think too, with our kids, and that might be taking a nap that might be going, you know, it might be letting go of all the other things you need to get done and just embracing the moment and what power it, that is and like showing our kids that modeling that for them too. Yeah. It lets our nervous system know too, that it really is going to be okay. Because what what our brains like to do to trick us is they'll sit and throw up all the things that need to be done and all the things Mm -hmm. that we need to worry about. And then our brain is spinning out in overwhelm. And what that actually does for us, it's like this sneaky little way that our brain likes to get us to do nothing because it's so scary. Yeah. If it can overwhelm us enough, then nothing happens and nothing changes because that's scary and dangerous. Mm. And so it's like this sneaky backdoor way that it gets us to not move the needle in any direction. Yeah. It's so powerful. Like we're self-sabotaging, but we don't know it and we don't know how to get out of it because there's too much. It's too big of a load. And especially when things are heavy and hard, it is a big load. And so we got to take just, let's not get in that cycle, that spiral. So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those. And I would love for you before we go, like, please share where people can find you. I have all of your links to social and all that in the show notes, but also tell us here where they can find you and how people can work with you moving forward. Yeah. So my website's heatherfraser.com and Fraser is spelt with a Z-I, not an S. And then Heather Fraser Coaching on Instagram. My podcast is Pivot Parenting and Jessica was a guest there. So you can cross-reference the two of us. It was an amazing episode. And then my books hopefully will be coming out. And I just created a course that I have to say is pretty much fire. Just saying. Not to brag or anything, but it's bomb. It's called the Family Connection Design Course. And it's five modules. It's about half hour videos of me teaching really specific concepts with worksheets that go along with it. And then also the course participants get an invite to a monthly live coaching call with me where they can come in and ask questions and troubleshoot. 
We go over communication in fine detail. Basically, all the how-to that took me years to figure out with my kids and taking psychology courses and adolescent development and getting my coaching degrees and all the things rolled into five 30-minute videos. It's really concentrated, really distilled down, practical line by line of how to create the relationship that you want with your teen, that when they were a baby and you held them and you pictured how it would be, you can actually have that. I love that so much. And it is an amazing course. I have dove in there and it's beautiful. And I encourage you, like, I think that what keeps coming to mind for me too, is this idea that we can do this whether we are together or whether we are separated from our partner and dive into this. And if you have a relationship where your partner, you know, you guys get along and you can Mm -hmm. suggest resources. Like, I think it's such a beautiful opportunity to share that with them and to kind of connect as you're raising teens, because being on the same page is huge. And this could very powerfully help you with that as well. Yeah, 100%. And it's just on my website and my socials. And I want to give your listeners a discount. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So it's normally $179, which I still think is like crazy cheap for the life-changing information. But uh, with the code 100 off, so 100OFF, you'll get $100 off. So less than half price. So only $79 monthly coaching calls from now until the end of, I don't know, whenever I decide to end them, which I have no plan on doing anytime. So (laughs) really amazing deal. And really, yeah, if you want to improve your relationship and you've done things and nothing has worked, this is the thing. Yeah. So great. And I think to it, again, takes that focus from us trying to change our teens or wanting them to change to figuring out how we can show up for them as they are now. Yeah. A hundred percent. Changing our teens doesn't go well for either one of us. Changing anybody doesn't go well for anybody. (laughs) But especially with our children, I think it's one of the hardest places to learn that. Yeah. There are kids. They should listen to us, dang it. Well, that's the whole thing. There are kids and we think that they're an appendage of us and that they should be like us and things. And they don't. It's just the weirdest thing. (sighs) So nuts. I know. (laughs) And we will put all of this information in the show notes. So you're like, yes, I need this. Please head to our show notes and get all this information. Take Heather up on that offer to get that $100 off and be able to create a connection with your teens that you're really looking for. Be able to have that because it does pay off. We might not see the results. I love that you shared at the beginning how your college uh, child is now coming home for advice because it's not just for now. It's building that relationship for the rest of our lifetime with them. Yeah. Yes. People that I meet and, you know, we get to talking and they ask what I do. They're like, oh, can you coach my parents? And they're, you know, millennials or Gen X or something. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all good. Like any can- relationship in your life from the moment you start taking the course till the day you die is going to be improved by the information that you learn. It just, it's relationship magic. I love that. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge. Thank you for sharing that discount with our audience. That is amazing. And um, I hope to continue connecting with you, Heather. Thank you, Jessica. Take care. Hey, my friend. 
If you would like to connect more with Heather, please, please go to our show notes. All of the links are there where you can follow her, contact her and like dive into the resources that she has to offer. She is there to support you and help you along the way. Also, I wanted to remind you that I have a workshop happening August 24th here in Boise, Idaho. It is going to be amazing. It is going to help you find a community as you are navigating hard, big things. So if you are going through something and you're like, hey, I need support, I need a community, I need to feel seen and loved and all those things as I go through this, know that you are doing enough and that you're doing awesome and learn how you can navigate this in a healthy way for you and for your family, then please go to our show notes and get signed up for this workshop happening August 24th. It will not happen again this year. It is live in person in Boise and I cannot tell you how amazing it is to be in person. If you've wanted to come to a retreat or one of those things, or if you're local, but the retreat was just too much money, please go sign up for this workshop. It is super affordable and is going to give you a mini version of the retreats. Also, after you sign up, you will receive an offer to come to a VIP brunch that will be super intimate. There will be 10 to 12 people there and we will do coaching live while enjoying amazing food and connecting and doing the hard work in real time at that VIP brunch. I hope to see you there. I hope that you're having an amazing summer. I'm sending you all the love and support. Please let me know if you need anything. Don't hesitate to reach out. We are here for you. And as always, have a great week.